tribe. Thank you guys for tuning in to Edify Minds podcast, where I discuss issues that young Black women face regarding relationships, confidence, and accountability. Today, I've got a special guest with me, Anita Stoudmeyer, who is an author, public speaker, and dating and relationship coach. So Anita, thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. I, I followed you for some time. And whenever I go for like relationship or dating advice, I always find myself on your page. I've been following you for a couple months now and yeah. I really love your wisdom. I love the content that you touch on and you're still touching on modern day topics that I think can help <laughs> me in, in dating today. Yep. So before I get started on any questions, tell my girls a little bit about yourself and what got you started as a dating coach and what, what got you in the relationship space. So I am a psychotherapist by trade. I have a private practice here in Virginia, Growth Therapy Center. Um, I have been a therapist for almost nine years now. And uh, I got into the dating and relationship space after uh, my marriage ended and wanting to learn more about relationships and what actually makes relationships work. And so I went on a quest for the last 20 years and studied under some of the greatest uh, writers and relationship uh, couples therapists, relationship specialists of our time, and learned a lot of interesting skills and tools about what makes relationships work. And so because I was so inspired, I wound up becoming a couples therapist myself. And so I do couples therapy, but I started Better Love Movement, which is my online platform, my online coaching business, because I wanted to take this knowledge all over the world. I had a podcast. You can still listen to those episodes, 170 episodes of the podcast, which is no longer, I'm no longer doing the podcast, but I've also written two books. And my platform is actually for young women. That is something that I'm very passionate about. I wanted to be an auntie. That's what a lot of people call me. I'm an online auntie to a lot of young women, teaching them things that they may not have gotten from their moms or their aunts or their grandmothers. I love that you're focused on facts and <laughs> what is that? Uh, sociology, I guess, in a way, psychology. Yes, sociology, like sociology, psychology. I am yeah. very much a clinical person. So when I'm talking to yeah. people about dating and relationships, I'm giving them clinical data. I'm giving them studies. I'm giving them things, you know, from the Gottman Institute, someone who studied marriage and relationships for 45 years. Relationships yeah. have been studied. And unfortunately, we're not using that information to have better relationships. Agreed. It's it's all opinion, 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 and it's driving right. me crazy, Anita, and I'm tired of it. Right. So let's just kick it off. What are yep. your views on dating for millennials and Gen Z today? Based off statistics, what what is the dating game like? So unfortunately, right now we are trying to um, we're trying to reinvent the wheel. And what I encourage young people to do is number one. I want you to trust yourself. I want you to trust your instinct or your intuition. So it's instinct if you're a man and it's intuition if you're a woman. Trust that because I believe that deep inside of every woman, she has an intuition about things. She knows when something doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good for her. That's called her intuition. 
and that's been around for millions of years. But we're trying to reinvent the wheel when it comes to dating and relationships. And honestly, that's why we're in the mess that we're in. We Mm. want to uh, introduce all these different and new ways of doing relationships. We want to do this role reversal where now women want to act like men and men want to act like women. That does not work. We have seen through David Buss's work in evolutionary psychology, that does not work. Women are women biologically. Men are men biologically. And so when they stay within that framework and they do the things, men follow their instincts, women follow their intuition, relationships work out better. But the modern day culture says, no, that's old school. That's old fashioned. Women can be men. Men can be women. We're all the same. We are not. We are not. Science tells us that we're not. I like to bring up an argument about how a lot of women talk about like their sexuality and and they they wear it as like a badge of honor. And I say all the time that I think women have got it confused in that sense because we are emotional creatures. And while being confident in your body and sexuality is great, leading with that is something that I think men are benefiting from. And we think we're we're reversing a role, but really we're really making it worse for ourselves because we can't operate the way men do. And even with men, I wonder why they kind of try to take on female traits, but I don't know if they view it that way, Anita. I don't know if men view it that they're being women, or maybe they're just allowing women to do what they want to do at this point. You know, what what do you think that stance is when we say that the roles are being reversed? How do you see men kind of acting more like women in certain senses? Is it responsibility? Is it lack of care? Like, what is it? It is just a lack of initiating. It is a lack of leadership. It is, you know, I'm going to be very frank. It is allowing women, it's like they're serving themselves up on a platter. And that is making men incredibly lazy. Incredibly lazy. Men are putting forth less effort than they have in years. And I'm going to be real. I'm going to hurt some feelings on this one. But most men are feminists. They don't even realize it. But they're, the things that they're doing is feeding into the feminist ideology. And you know, they're, they're relinquishing their leadership. They're relinquishing their responsibility as men. And guess what? It benefits them to tell women to have sex with whoever they want, to make money like their father and have sex like their brother. That benefits men. That does not benefit women. And that's why women need to be very careful about listening to male content creators. Yeah, girl, shoot your shot. That benefits men. That (laughs) makes men lazy. But yet they cannot see that. They see it as being empowered. And what you're really doing is you are, you know, you're making men lazy. You're not making them do what I believe is in them evolutionarily to do. Like they initiate, they go out and hunt, they go out and find what it is they need. They earn their keep, but we're not doing that anymore. And men are lazy. And so women step into that masculine role and they shoot their shot and they ask men out and pay for the date. And yeah, I can do this too. But here's the thing, from an evolutionary standpoint, we're not built to do that long-term. Right. We we end up being resentful. We get resentful. We're not in our natural role. And Mm. then what we want to do is we want to change the game in the ninth inning. 
hey, I don't like this. I don't like planning all the dates. I don't like playing. I don't like that. No, this is how we started. This is what you've been doing. Yeah, girl, you're empowered. This is something special. No, it really is not. I say all the time that I'm not a feminist because I, I just believe that it was meant to isolate us. It was meant to break up homes, if anything, because it's saying that we cannot depend on men or that we shouldn't. And growing up with a father that I could depend on growing yep. up, having younger brothers, I have men in my life that are good examples. So I can't fully Thanks. relate to say yep. that I don't need them because I've had a dad like that I can call on right now and he'll be there for me. Do you feel like that's just a difference in the younger generation or is that different for adults as well? Because I'm seeing dating in the sense of social media warping it. Do you feel like adults also, if they jump back in dating, they're doing the same thing? Or do you think this is a young generation switch up? Well, because of social media, because of, you know, that we're in the technological age, um, I think it's actually kind of sad that people in my generation, like we should be leading and we are not. We're actually doing more following. We're mm -hmm. actually doing the water challenge and doing all these other challenges instead of saying, no, that's probably not a good idea. That's not a way to attract a good, healthy, masculine man. That's yeah. a way to attract a man in his flesh. That's a way to attract a man who wants to have sex, but that's not a good way to attract a husband. We mm -hmm. should be leading that. That's another reason why I created my platform is because I wanted to lead in this area. The Bible says in Titus 2 that the older women will instruct younger women. They will teach them how to be good wives, how to be good mothers. I am that Titus 2 woman. So mm. I want, I know better. I know yeah. better than to do some of these things. And they're, you know, it's unfortunate that other women my age, they don't want to lead. They want to follow. Well, I mean, everything isn't black and white. And I'm realizing that though, it's, it's like, some older women, let's say they were married and so they're trying to get their groove back. Some women or men, when they're young, if they haven't grown out of it, it's just, they're just an older, dumber version of the younger version, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like they yeah. haven't grown out of those ways. So it's like, even though they're older, it doesn't equate to having wisdom. And That's there's true. so many gurus like yourself that are telling people how to date and giving advice. But how do we, as if we're single women or men, how do we know who to trust and listen to? What, what should we be on the lookout for since so many people feel like they're experts in that area. Again, I want you to follow your intuition. And we don't talk about that enough. I mm -hmm. think that if a woman was being really honest with herself and she was following her intuition, like it doesn't feel good for me to approach this man. It doesn't feel good for me to take him out on a date. I don't feel, you know, I don't feel good about myself paying for that date. Like if she just trusted her intuition, my intuition says, no, I'm not going up to this man. I'm not asking him out. I'm not calling him. I'm not chasing him. I don't feel good in that position. Mm -hmm. And so I trust that. I trust my intuition. And so when you hear this information and something about it just doesn't feel right, it feels off. It feels odd to you. Trust that. Trust that. Okay. Yeah. And that really, that is our beacon is trusting ourselves. We shouldn't have to look to other people to tell us what, you know, kind of, we know in our gut, we have to trust our intuition. So yeah. I have lots of clinical reasons why you shouldn't do that. I have lots of data why you shouldn't do that, but I know a lot of women 
in their heart of hearts, they're like, yeah, that just doesn't feel right. It feels odd to to ask a man out or or um, be in a marriage where I'm required to work as hard as him, provide financially, but yet when I have children, when I birth those children, when I nurse those children, I can't share that responsibility. Something about that feels odd to me. The feminine way says that I can drop into my body. I can truly ask myself, you know, how does this feel? Something about this feels off. And trust that. Trust that intuition within you. That is the feminine way. So it's not a thinking, it's a feeling. I had a therapist who was very spiritual and she was pointing out why my dating experience probably wasn't going as well because Mm -hmm. I was operating in my masculine energy. So I was doing a lot of doing and giving and assertiveness. And she was like, you really need to fall back. And she even gave me a chart. And I couldn't believe that on the chart when it said feminine versus masculine, that a part of feminine is just being. And I could not imagine myself I was like, being, what is, what is being, what does that even mean? Like, that means I'm being lazy, not necessarily. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder also if this is something that we could speak more about as far as like femininity and having femininity mm-hmm. coaching, because maybe mm-hmm. some women don't really know how to operate in their feminine energy. This is what I tell women if they want to do something. I love telling them this because this blows their mind every time. I said, I know we live in this masculine world and you're rewarded, right? You're rewarded at work. You're rewarded in all these other spaces for doing. Guess what I tell women? You want to do something in your dating life? They're like, yeah. I say, do nothing. Do nothing. (laughs) That's what you can do. Do nothing. That means you're going to have a man step up. He is going to initiate the communication. He's going to initiate the date. He's going to plan it. He's going to tell you where and when. He he is going to do all of that. And you're going to do nothing. You're going to show up. You're going to look good. You're going to smell good. You're going to smile. That's it. Do nothing. Yeah. And, And that's so uncomfortable for today's modern woman because she is being taught that she's rewarded for doing. I want you to be rewarded for being. We are lovable, just showing up, just smiling, being appreciative for, oh, this restaurant is amazing. I love the ambiance in here. Oh, that food looks amazing. Like, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all you got to do. I'm not sure what your target audience is, but I know mine is specifically Black women. So I like to Mm -hmm. cater this conversation to us. What do you find are our biggest barriers in dating? Are we the ones that are really subscribing to the do, do, do? Um, Of course, I think about how our ancestors were, you know, the crack epidemic and things of that nature that I think still, uh, you're a woman of God, you understand generational curses. I feel like that's passed down to us and we're having to literally, we need to pray over that to break out of that. What do you find are our biggest barriers in dating right now, Black women? Well, historically, we know that Black women and men, um, we have been pitted against each other. Um, we know, and that's why we need each other so desperately. Like yeah. it's so, it's, it's sad to me that we can't see that we are like, we're being pitted against each other and we're falling right into that trap. But we have, you know, for 400, 500 years, we have been pitted against each other yeah. and the powers that be, they said, okay, there's two types of black women. We have your welfare mom 
We're going to we're going to ask her to put her man out of the house and we're going to take care of her and her children. You got that one. The new modern day black woman is your boss, babe. So now, nah, girl, we're going to let you climb this corporate ladder. We're going to educate you. We're going to give you loans for your businesses. And it, to me, it's the same thing. It's mm. two sides of the same coin, which is alienating black men. And mm. we're going to put you higher in that on that ladder and we're going to glorify you and we're going to give you all these accolades and we're going to and, and you're going to see that, you know, hey, look at all that I have. I mean, these black men, I mean, they're not about anything. They're not doing anything. But that has been designed that way. That mm. has been designed that way so that we can now see them as, uh, look at them. No, uh-uh. look at all that I have. Look at all that I'm doing. But it's been that way for years. And, yeah. and it's sad that our people can't see that, that this yeah. has this has been orchestrated that way for years to have us either in, on the side of the welfare mom or now on the side of the boss babe. You can be a single mom. You got it. You're a strong, independent black woman. Mm -hmm. And and it's destroying our families. So in 1967, 76% of black people were married. Yeah. It wasn't that during Jim Crow. That was when I feel like we were going through the worst time. We were being tortured left and yeah. right. And that's when we stuck together the most. Exactly. And isn't that interesting? We have more opportunity than ever. And now we're more divided. I love how you point out that we do need each other. I spread that message yeah. a lot, that yeah. we both have things we should work on because of what's happened generationally. But yeah. I also think that it's systematically created to kind of make Black women less desired. But because yeah. I look on like um, commercials and things like that or Netflix series, I don't know if you peep this, but mm -hmm. the main character is normally a Black man and a whole nother race of woman. It could be any race. I've seen oh, Asian, Indian, wow. white. They, they refuse to show Black love. It's almost as if they yep. fear what well, we course. can do if we're together. Of and course. I realize that Black men are seen as kind of like that guy, but Black women in dating, so I've heard statistically, and maybe I'm wrong, that we're the, less, the least wanted dating-wise. So it's mm. almost as if, I, I feel sometimes if you're trying to push Black women out the picture and just make black men be with anything but us. And if yeah. there's no us, then, you know, I just kind of wonder how life will, will be if we don't populate. You know, I feel like they keep trying to kind of exit out black women. Yeah, there are some agendas. If you just pay attention, yeah. you will see some patterns. And that's what I, I keep trying to bring to people's attention. There are patterns and these patterns have been playing out for a long time. And we are playing right into them. We are playing right into their hands. And I'm thinking, what? Right now, we're we're in this gender war that was really ramped up last year. Last year, I mean, it was on fire where men were pointing the fingers at women. Women were pointing the fingers at men. And right now, we have the highest incidence of single people. My city, actually, when, they, when the study came out, my city in Richmond, Virginia, number one for the most amount of single people in the country. Some people say, oh, well, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe moving there, I'll meet someone. But again, with what's going on, it's like single people, they're not looking to get married. They're not looking to partner. If, if we are 
dealing with a society right now where relationships are being, or necessarily in the black community, relationships are being seen as less than because we're operating in a lot of anger and misunderstanding. What do you think is the key for us to get back to where we used to be? I mean, there's, there's no way that I can just imagine us hating each other forever. But like you said, it was ramped up last year. What do you think that we can start doing and even content creators start doing to bring the love back and for us to see eye to eye? It's not a race thing. It's it's really a personality thing, which what I right. see a lot of women say is, okay, niggas ain't shit. What they really right. mean is Tyrone left me for so-and-so and he's yep. not ish. Or, you know, mm-hmm. so a man may say that all women want to use my money, but what he's not telling you is that he only looks for Instagram models who tell you straight up, I want your money. Yep. So what's the key here for some resolution for us to know it's not a racial thing. It's really personalities. Right. But we need to heal Um, right now, especially in the last, I'd say, five years. We're seeing, uh, I don't know if you know about attachment style, but we are seeing a huge imbalance amongst people with insecure attachment. So this Mm -hmm. is the chickens coming home to roost. So the last 25, 30 years. Um, we're seeing people who, whether they come from a divorced home, they come from trauma in their home, people who have complex PTSD, those kids are now growing up. Those kids are insecurely attached. They have an insecure attachment style. That Mm -hmm. pool of people is now bigger than the pool of securely attached people. This is the first time in history that we have seen that, but it's because of all of those traumas and like you said that crack epidemic all these things that happen those kids are now adults they are insecurely attached men are more avoidant now than they have ever been women are more anxious now than they have ever been Hmm. and now you have people who are a mixture of both which we call fearful avoidant but that they are outnumbering securely attached people and so they are run amok they are run amok. And guess what's running the show in all of this is fear. Everyone is fearful. People are afraid of love. And so they're going without it. I start to think about the lack of marriages and mm-hmm. having children out of wedlock. Is that kind of like a key component to what this issue is? I know you're saying trauma in relationships. Is it growing up without fathers and mothers that's causing oh, that influx? Oh, definitely. We. We have research by Dr. Will Farrell and Dr. Uh, John Gray. They wrote a book called The Boy Crisis. That is an absolute must read. I believe it's a must read for women and men, because one of the things I've been telling women for the last few months is the crisis, the mental health crisis that men are in, it affects us. It has to matter to us because if men are in this mental health crisis, if we're seeing This is the latest research. Men between 18 and 35 are single. A lot of those men are sexless. Um, They are lonely. Those men, like, okay, who who, who are our daughters going to marry? Who are our nieces going to marry? If these men are having these mental health, if they're depressed, if they're anxious, this is also the group of men that are the most unemployed. These men are not working. They're living at home. You know, they're playing video games. They're addicted to porn. Like what's going to happen with that, with that age range of men? It has to be our problem because I I have two daughters. Who are my two daughters going to marry? If we don't do something about this, 
it's like, okay, so now the population of marriageable men goes down and down and down. So you have the, the red pill community, you have the feminist community. One of the things I tell women, and now we have a new community coming out for women called Decentering Men. So that is now this movement that women will just, you know, they don't want men anymore. They won't deal with men anymore. There's no reason to deal with men anymore. They are called decentering men. Oh, wow. Okay? And they are an extension of fourth wave feminism. And they mm. are, in my opinion, they're the new hate group. You know, men, men are, are just valueless. They're worthless. We don't need men. That is the new thing that is coming out of the space. We don't need men. What do we need men for? These groups come out because of fear. There right. is a lot. Fear has run amok. So the red pill community, the men are being pushed to not marry women, not live with women. Women are dangerous. Don't, you know, you're going to get divorced. She's going to take all your money. She's going to cheat on you. That's a fear-based mindset. On the flip side, the women are saying men are dangerous. Men are brutal. Men are violent and aggressive. Men will rape you. Again, fear-based mindset. Yeah. And so, yeah. like you, I had a father. I have two brothers. I have 14 uncles. I have grandfathers. All amazing men. So when I spread the word about there are good men, there are masculine men, there are responsible men, there are hardworking men. These groups, no, they're not. All of these men are awful. I'm not going to base my my bad happenings that have happened with men, because I've had some, on all men. I'm not going to push it on every single last one. Exactly. You know? and, and just yeah. to veer off a bit, when I think of someone like a Lori Harvey, right? Mm -hmm. She's a woman who's leading her own dating life, but she faces a lot of criticism because women will say that she always has to have a man. And she's right. someone who just always, she can't stay without a man, like a Mariah Carey or a J-Lo. But what yeah. are your thoughts on women who are casually dating? They're putting dating, you know, incorporating that into their life, but they'll move on if they're not receiving what they need. It's not operating in fear, but it's more so operating in that sense of power of like, I know what I deserve, but I'm not going to like disregard men as a whole. Right, right. And here's what I would say about Lori Harvey. Like, I don't know her personally. Um, I guess my concern is not that she's dating and, and figuring out what she likes and what she wants. That's perfectly fine. And I would say to her circular, circular date, she's dating in the sense of she's not afraid to be committed or be exclusive with these men. Like these men are her man. So I like that. That's kind of how I dated. You know, I didn't, you know, date a whole bunch of guys and I'm not exclusive with any of them. No, I met a man I liked and he became my man and I dated him. And then if somewhere in time something came out or something happened or I found out we weren't a good fit, then we weren't dating anymore. So in that regard, I don't see a problem with what she's doing. I guess my only concern, though, is um, I am concerned about her end goal. Like, what is her end goal? Because technically, she could date a man for a year or two. She could do that until she's 50. So I'm just curious, like, what is her end goal, right? Yeah. So if her end goal is, you know, seriously, if she's talking to me and she says, seriously, auntie, I am looking for my husband. The men that I have dated exclusively, I found out things about them that I don't think would make a good husband for me. 
Mm-hmm. Great. Then I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, but if she's like, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just doing this. I don't know. I don't know what my end goal is. I'm not sure. I'm like, okay, now I'm concerned because like I said, she could have a new man every two years and she could do that until she's 50. Yeah. So what yeah. would her end goal be? That's all I would ask. True. True. That, that's another way to look at it. It is it's like a, a flip side. And yeah. we spoke on Zoom, you know, a few, what was it last week? I think we spoke on Zoom before scheduling this interview. You know, I remember telling you about my dating experience in college and mm-hmm. how you were kind of like, oh, you know, because I was telling you how I was so influenced by these group of women who were telling me how empowering it was for me to talk to multiple guys or even sleep yeah. with multiple guys. And yeah. I feel like that was the the enemy planting lies in me and he's implanting that in a lot of women like you said fear that's not of god but you know do you think the issue with lack of relationships is tied to women giving sex out more Mm -hmm. is that what it really is tied to and not just on both sides but just with men too you know i I would want a man who is in control of himself it just has self-control um do you feel like sex and just too much sex is what is also causing some the lack of relationships oh for sure I'm going to be totally frank. You know, the price of sex is the lowest it's ever been in history. The price of sex is free. It doesn't cost anything. And when I say cost, I don't mean monetarily. So when I, when I created the hashtag, no free sex, I actually have it on a t-shirt. When I created that hashtag, no free sex, I also have a t-shirt that says no free wife. Mm. When I created those hashtags, My intention was, what should the sex cost, right? Whenever I wear that t-shirt and I'm out, men always say, well, what does it cost? Well, let's see. It'll cost exclusivity. It'll cost commitment. It'll cost time, energy, and effort. It will cost Mm -hmm. your heart. It will cost, you know, I tell them, and it's not money, but it should cost something of value and not just a dinner, um, a few conversations over the phone. That's free sex, in my opinion. Mm. There is no free sex. There should not be. If you've ever heard of the term slut shaming. So the term slut shaming came out of the 70s. And the people who predominantly slut shame are actually women. Women are the slut shamers. And the reason why that is, we have to keep the price of sex high. If women go out here and start giving away sex, guess what it's going to do? It lowers the price of sex for every woman. It lowers its value. Yeah. So now, because Susie over here is giving away free sex with a two for one, you got men approaching me like, yeah, she's giving it away. You give me some too. No, 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 sir. We don't do that over here. I don't know what Susie's doing, but see, that's, It's reflecting on all of us. That's why women slut shame. We Mm. have to do that to make sure the price of sex goes, the value goes up. Well, see, that's not the agenda that they were pushing out, though, because remember when Amber Rose had like her slut walk, they were making it seem like men were the ones calling us sluts. And men, 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 that's why they were in such support of the slut walk. They're like, oh, yeah, do that. But I'm realizing that's the lie of the enemy because... Right. Men benefit from us being slutty. So they why do. would they do that to begin with? They do. And that's why I keep telling women, if you believe that feminist agenda that says, and, re- and remember, people want to push feminism as equality. It is not it's that not. anymore. Right. I always tell people, 
I am in support of equality of the gender and sexes. I will always be in support of equality, which means I can have the same job. I can make the same money. I will always be in support of that. What I'm not in support of is fourth wave feminism. And Hmm. that is men are bad, men are wrong, get rid of them. You know, the disparaging of men as a gender. I will not be in support of that. I have a son. I have a father. I have two brothers. I will never support that. And it's just like them talking about transgender women, you know, men who are now women going up against other women in sports. You are biologically a man. You have a Y chromosome. Okay. So it doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. You have a Y chromosome. You have a strength. You have something that we do not have. You have thir- How about this? You have 30 times more testosterone in your body. So yeah. they're, they're trying to culturally change biological facts. There, that, that there is no such thing. I think also the agenda has even been pushed to children because I, have you yeah. seen the Barbie movie? Because I, I I'm really yeah. upset with the Barbie movie. I mean, I know yeah. a lot of people had good things to say about it, but all I yep. felt for was Ken and how, why couldn't Ken have his own world? Barbie, I mean, it was only just yep. only women, just at least have Ken let us have his own block, but Ken couldn't right. have anything. Nothing. But all women saw was, it was pro-femininity, it's pro-women, but I also thought that it was bashing men. And I didn't really like right. that. I, right. But when I said that, of course, I was called a pick me. And so mm-hmm. I, I just, what I do is I like to tell women on my platform, like you said, equality is best because I think we pick and choose when we want equality too. Right. And it's funny how we do that. You know, we, we pick and choose when we want it to be equality. But right now, you know, what, what overall dating advice would you give to women in their 20s, if they are wanting marriage, if they're wanting to date effectively and they're tired of making mistakes that they are making, not men, but they are making, yeah. what are maybe like the top three things that we can start off with to have better dating experiences? Oh, for sure. Number one, I need you to determine what your standards are. So make your standards, keep them set, develop a set of rules for you base those rules on science, base those rules on your intuition, you know, Um, but develop a set of standards. And I don't care what the culture is doing. I often tell people, I do not give a fig about the culture. I am the culture. I set the culture for me in my life. I don't care what other people are doing. I do not have casual sex. I do not give men free sex. I am not a free wife. Those things cost. They should cost. Okay, I present myself as a wife just walking out here in the world. And what that means is I don't need to have a man to make sure my social media does not have my backside to the camera shaking. I don't do that already. I don't do that as a single woman. Okay, because I believe I am someone's wife. So there is a way that a woman carries herself even prior to being married. That's how she attracts a husband. Remember, from a scientific perspective, And from a biblical perspective, when Mm -hmm. women have sex with a man, they bond to him. They see him as their husband, right? And so when that act is over and we get up, my body is now saying, where is my husband? Where is he? What is he doing? And when he's just gone off about his business, we have a response. We have a response to that. Where is my husband? Where is my man? So that's why trust your intuition. We've I've been there where I was like, I should not have done this. Like I, I should not have done this. You know, this man is is not my man. And now, 
you know, I'm tripping, but see, I, I learned the hard way. Nope, never again. Your boundaries are yours. They're not to change him. They're to decide what you should and shouldn't do. How about this? Let me tell you what a pick me is. A pick me is a nice girl. She is a nice girl. She is a girl who will abandon herself for the sake of what the man wants. That's a pick me. So whatever it is he wants from her, she gives it to him, hoping that he will love her. That's a pick me. So she cooks, she cleans, she goes against her intuition. She goes against what she knows is right for her to, to make him want her. That's a pick me. A woman who loves men is not a pick me. That's, that's crazy. I right. love men. I respect men. I adore men. I appreciate men. That's not a pick me. A pick me is a nice girl. She's a girl who abandons herself for the sake of giving men what they want. And that's at the cost of her. I've sided with men on certain issues because I feel like you said okay. equality, right is right, wrong is wrong, no matter what right. your gender is. And then I've been called a pick me and it's like, who do I want to choose me? Like in this case, yeah. the woman was wrong. So right. thank you for clearing right. that up because yeah, I was so confused what that was about. No, no, there's some evil women in this world. There's some evil women in this world. Don't don't Say believe all women now. Don't believe all women. <laughs> like, nah, don't do that. It's some evil Jezebel spirit women in this world. Okay? Have a level of discernment, period. Right. So just because you're a female, that does not mean you are not capable of destruction. Mm. Yes, you are. So, no, we're not going to play that game. No, there are some evil women in the world. The second thing I would say is between the ages of 18 and 25, ladies, I want you to educate yourself. I want you to literally search your soul about what lights you up, what you want to do, what's your purpose, what you want to give to this world. Because every person, not just men and not just women, every person has something to give to this world. And I want you to figure out what that is. And then I want you to educate yourself. If you need to be educated, learn about it, grow in it. 18 to 25. I want you to go on dates, have fun, go on group dates, you know, meet people and, and observe people, right? But at 25, if you believe you want to have a family, if you believe you want to be married one day, from 25 forward, you start looking for a husband. Don't wait until you're 30. Don't wait until you're 35. The bottom line is this. Biologically, we have tried to flip. We have tried to flip ourselves biologically. So instead mm -hmm. of working with nature, which says between 18 and 30, that is our ideal fertility window. We say, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Oh, science isn't real. I'm going to wait until I'm 35. I'm going to wait until I'm 40. That's a really bad idea. That's a really bad idea. You know what that's like? That's like putting your boat in the river and the river is rushing downstream and you're putting your boat in and going this way. That doesn't make any sense. You need to put your boat in and let the river take your boat downstream. I, at 55, now run two successful businesses. Because guess what? There's no expiration date on business. There's no expiration date on success. See? 
there is an expiration date on my fertility. And that's that's mother nature. That's mother nature. And I see a lot more women even freezing their eggs and that costs money. If I am your 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 not modern woman, right? But if I'm following <laughs> Anita's um advice, but I still end up 30, no husband, no kids, what hope do I have? Because I while I love this advice and while it's great advice, there are some women who really have tried to find that man. And like you said, we're seeing kind of like this de decrease right now with men that can lead, especially spiritually. And I pray oh, yeah. for all men because I know it's just the assignment of the enemy because he, of course he would come for them the most because they lead. So of yeah. course, but what does that woman do? If she's 30, she said, Anita, I, I wasn't a hoe when I, and I didn't put that first and I did try what what can she do we always have options and a lot of people you know i tell them what their options are and they don't like them but you know she still has options i believe that 30 is not hitting the wall or too late but she has got to number one there's a great book out um trying to think of her name is it Lori gottlieb she wrote a book called uh mr good enough where i do think women need to um they've got to be very real with themselves and ask themselves, you know, is, are my requirements too much? Am I wanting this perfect person that doesn't exist? We have to then look at Mr. Good Enough, right? We have to look at the things that would actually make us happy. And it's not necessarily the man with the biggest wallet. It's not necessarily the man with the beard or the man, whatever the thing it is we like. We have right. to be a little more realistic with ourselves. So I would say, okay, but I just want you to assess that just to make sure your your expectations are not so grandiose. Um, there are viable partners out there and I want you to be open. Uh, the other advice I've been giving, which again, you know, if you're a black woman is, okay, would you explore outside of a black man? Would you open right. yourself up to that? Would you be willing to say, you know what? I'm going to open myself up to just having a great male partner. I just want to have a great man in my life. Regardless of race, you have that option. You do have the option of freezing your eggs. You know, you do have the option. Hey, you can become a passport gal. <laughs> you have that option. I've seen women do that. You know, you do have options, you know, yeah. and you can explore all of those options. But a lot of it is mindset. A lot of it is mindset. Your mindset has got to be tight and right. You cannot, you have to have almost like delusional faith, right? That if that, if God put that in your heart, that is what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. and, you, and you have to let him write your love story. And yeah. sometimes it comes in a way you didn't expect. It comes in an age you didn't expect or a race you didn't expect or, a, you know, it comes in instead of you want six, four and it comes in five, nine, you know. You gotta be open to all of that. There are certain preferences they have that we've even seen in clinical research that are not gonna improve their chances of marital satisfaction. So a man's height, that has nothing to do with marital satisfaction, okay? That's not gonna guarantee a good father for your children. It's not gonna guarantee you a good husband. So yes, I want you to consider that man who's 5'9", five, 5'10". Okay, I know yeah. we want someone six two or six, you know, but that has nothing to do with marital satisfaction. And even how much money a man makes, there is a cap, right? There is a cap that says this amount here 
will meet the needs of you and the family. Anything over that is not going to improve marital satisfaction. Mm. I was married to a multimillionaire. Yeah. But my husband was a multimillionaire and we are divorced because of his infidelity. So, you know, sure, you can marry a man who has a lot of money. He has to have the character. Right. It's the character. And that's what I keep encouraging for young women. Please right. don't get swept away in the culture about money because if the man doesn't have the character, it's not going to matter. So true. Not to get yep. caught up in the superficial, not to get caught up in lust and, yep. and honestly, just the look of things, but to, like yep. you said, have discernment and to choose your man that way. So I want to thank you so much, Anita, for coming on before I let yep. you go, ladies. Um, we've got a giveaway. We've got a giveaway. This is the first time on Edify Minds. So ladies, uh, Anita's got two books. One is mm -hmm. called Do Well. The, that's for women who are in marriage or relationships yep. already. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've, she has another book called Choose Well, which is for single women. The yep. first two ladies who sent her an email, um, just expressing how they felt about this podcast episode, um, will receive a free book. So ladies, yep. make sure that you email her at info at betterlovemovement.com. I'll mm -hmm. also have this in the description of my YouTube video and uh, the podcast episode. But Anita, what can we expect from you in 2024? Ooh, so I'm working on a new course. I'm really excited about this new course. Um, it's called Relationship Skills 101. And mm -hmm. it's for everybody. That's why I'm super excited. I'm going to market this course to men and women. And it is going to give some basic relationship skills because here's what research tells us. Yes, it is a, a part of relationship success is who we choose, but it's also what we do when we get in the relationship. So those two things, those are the greatest indicators of relationship success. So that's going to be coming out uh, closer to the end of spring. I am revising my first book, Choose Well. I'm doing a second edition of that. And I just hope to do more podcast interviews. I hope to create more content. Um, I've been reaching out to other podcasts and just, you know, hopefully I'll get the message out that way. Yeah, definitely keep doing what you're doing. I really appreciate you, Anita. You're like, I told you before, I've been looking at your content and it's inspiring, but it's also checking me that, Hey, there are some things I need to work on in order to get where I want to be uh, with dating. So thank you so much. And you're ladies, welcome. um, tell, tell my audience how they can follow you as well. I want to make sure they don't miss that. So I am Better Love Movement across all platforms. Everywhere you go, my website is betterlovemovement.com, Instagram, Better Love Movement, Facebook, Better Love Movement. My YouTube channel is Better Love Movement. Perfect. All right, ladies. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will see you guys next week. Bye-bye.